Welcome to the Unveiling Grace podcast, a place to experience a grace that heals. Allow this grace to take your life and your relationships to another level as it frees you from the weight of performance-based religion. Enjoy another episode as Joel Groh and Lynn Wilder share encouraging stories and candid dialogue that can help you experience a grace that heals. Hi, and welcome back to another Unveiling Grace podcast. Delighted you're with us today. I'm Joel Grote. And I'm Lynn Wilder. And we have another guest from Alaska with us today. Pua is from Valdez, Pua Weikert. Pua and I made connections several years ago, and we had a number of things in common. And you're going to hear about some of those things that she and I kind of both struggled with in our journeys from performance-based religion to freedom in Jesus. Welcome, Pua. We're so excited to hear your story today. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, aloha. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I was uh, born and raised in the covenant and Mormonism, and I'm from Hawaii. I was born in Honolulu, Hawaii, and of course, 1984, March 1984. And I have, I come from a very devout uh, background in Mormonism. Um, Both of my parents were extremely strict. They walked in strict obedience um, concerning Mormonism. And so I have a lot of good disciplines uh, where I come from, especially the discipline of, um, you know, Mormon scripture, the four standard works, and uh, not so much the history until later, um, the history of the church. Um, but yeah, that's where I come from. And that's who I am. <laughs> so how many generations back does your family go in Mormonism then? Uh, to the beginning, um, the pioneering work um, in Mormonism in Hawaii. Yes. Okay. Um, I need to work uh, in Hawaii on both sides. And yes, I am married. Um, I have an awesome husband, Herb. He's so great. And he's such an awesome support, mighty prayer warrior. And he just blesses me all the time. And um, we have five kids together, uh, four boys, and our youngest is a girl. And so, yeah, we've just been really increased and blessed by the Lord. Herb was LDS as well, and no? No, he was not. He He's a convert. And honestly, that is a whole other story in itself. How <laughs> we'll God have to talk to him someday. Yeah, how God put us together. I mean, that was just, that was all God for sure. So, so tell us a little bit about growing up then, what it's like to grow up in a devout uh, LDS home in Hawaii. Uh it's got to be, there's got to be some difference. Um, a lot of the people we talk to are from, you know, Utah or Iowa, typical uh, Mormon strongholds. And yet there is a significant LDS culture in Hawaii as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, um, it's a pretty thick, uh, it's, it's part of identity, I guess, for Hawaiians. And the biggest part um, why Hawaiians are so drawn to Mormonism is because of family. Families can be together forever. And ohana in our culture is huge. Um, and loyalty and, you know, just the values of and principles of faith too. And there, you know, several um, years back, there was a prophecy 
given to our people that there would be, um, there would be like these clouds that would come and these people that were coming on these clouds would speak our language and, and tell us about uh, Akua, God. And so all of our people know about this prophecy. And so when George Buchanan and um, had come over and he learned our language and he spoke to our people and taught um, the Hawaiian people the gospel of Mormonism, you know, it was like fulfilled prophecy to them wow. um, concerning this. Yeah, it's all written um, in the church history. So, um, yeah, that's how it all pretty much began. But how I how everything comes into play for my family. Um, I'm going to pull up my notes because I, I grabbed some points out that I wanted to share concerning my genealogy. And I really wanted to start out concerning uh, the land of Hawaii. So the land, uh, the motto of, of the state of Hawaii is Uamau Kea Oka'aina Ikapono. And what that means is the life of the land is perpetuated in righteousness. So this is, oh. it's really huge to our people concerning the spiritual aspect of Akua. And so there, there's been a lot of, in our, um, our cultural history, there's been a lot of uh, warring with our people concerning the Hawaiian religion and then those that follow the one true living God. So even before Christianity came, Mormonism came, there were those in, in the Hawaiian culture that knew that there was one true God and then there were those who practiced idol worship, you know, with Lono, um, Ku, all the Hawaiian gods, Pele, and all the all these these kinds of things. So, this is really important to our people um, that the land is perpetuated in righteousness. Um, so, I wanted to start out with that. But getting back to my genealogy on my father's side, my maiden name is Kahumoku, and um, there is a, let's see, there's an article within the BYU Religious Studies Center for Religious Education um, concerning the 10 pioneering missionaries of the Sandwich Islands, um, which stems from the years of 1850 to 1854. And that was written by Mary Jane Woodger. Anyway, she talks about, um, there's several points she covers concerning George Buchanan, Jonathan Napella who was um, a, a huge pioneer in translating the Book of Mormon in Hawaiian. And then she also goes into the first converts as who were missionaries um, and also helped with the translation of the Book of Mormon in Hawaiian. And I want to make this very notable concerning the translation. So when George Buchanan learned the language and they were bringing missionaries over from Utah and from the United States into Hawaii, there was a lot of issues there um, concerning bringing foreigners into our land to teach the people. The people were not receiving. So this is why it was super important to have converts who were Hawaiian that could mm. speak to the people. Sure. Um, so George Buchanan was basically the one who was over that entire, um, that entire assignment, I, I guess you can say. And then under that came Jonathan Napella. And so my grandfather, John W. Kahumoku, um, I'm a direct descendant of him. He was one of the first 
Mormon converts and one of the first Mormon missionaries, as well as one of the first to help translate the Book of Mormon in Hawaiian. So that's on my father's side. So that's a um, hundred, how, how long ago? Um, that was, well, the pioneering missionaries of Sandwich Islands, the timeline according to Mary Jane Woodger was eight, 1850 to 1854. Um, okay. So it was fairly early on. Um, but, and your family joined during that time, right? Yes, that was my grandfather, John Kahumoku. Okay. Um, he, he worked with George Q. Cannon and, um, with Jonathan Napella. Wow. So that's at, at so very beginning. Back to the foundation. Yeah. That's yeah. just like hand cart history, girl. Yeah. Only better. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, I knew all of this, you know, growing up, um, my grandparents, uh, told me on my dad's side, of course, and even my mom, she's a genealogy guru. Um, and our, our genealogy, she's done so much and she's a church historian for the Mormon church, uh, even today. Um, so I've, I've known a lot of this stuff growing up, but it wasn't until I had come out of Mormonism that God showed me the truth, you know, um, because it was a, it was a fight. Uh, I went to war with God and don't ever do that. I do not encourage people to do that because you will lose. Um, yeah, I, at some point, God. yeah, at some point I'm expecting we're going to hear kind of your transition out. But so, yeah, so keep going with what it was like then growing up. Now, here's here's something that crossed my mind as you were talking. With all this, did this, um, did the stories and the anticipate, I don't know if you want to call them legends, but just the the stories, the folklore stories of people who would come on clouds and talk about God, Akua, did this also help like when Christian missionaries came and were they then already there on the island before Mormonism came? Yes, they were. Um, they came, the Christian missionaries came on the side of Hilo. Okay. And so uh, Hilo, the big island, Hawaii. And so Hilo, is huge in Christianity. Um, lots of, uh, Protestants, um, oh, not Episcopalians, but there's two, I think it's Protestant and Lutheran is okay. what it is. Primary denominations that came. Yeah. And so it was, it was pretty much known concerning the Christianity, but it was the prophecy of they would learn our tongue and, and speak to our people and teach our people in our own language so there was like no struggle, I guess you can say. Okay. And I really don't know what the history is concerning um, the Protestants and Lutherans. I haven't even gone into that uh, if they learned the language or whatnot. It's just, I've just been focused more on the roots of where sure. I come from. But it was yeah. that fact that of uh, that willingness to learn the yeah. language and then teach in the heart language of the people yeah. is what and had it, the impact. Yeah, and it also goes back to the Book of Mormon concerning Hagoth, um, the prophecy of Hagoth, uh, or yeah, in that area, in the Book of Mormon. So that okay. was really huge to our people. So go ahead so, and go ahead and tell us a little bit about that because I'm guessing ninety percent of our listeners are going prophecy Hagoth, Book of Mormon. What? Mm -hmm. um, he, to be honest, um, last night I was going back into Mormon scripture and. 
I was having quite a bit of a difficult time just even looking at <laughs> at some of the scriptures. And I was like, God, really? I, I got to go back here. But um, anyway, uh, uh, let's go back to Hagoth. So um, it talks about Hagoth who left. Um, he built ships and, and traveled afar. And, and uh, there was really nothing in the Book of Mormon that really stated um, at least I can't remember now it's been so long, but, um, concerning the whereabouts. So at the Lutye temple dedicatory prayer, um, in the church history, uh, now it just left my mind who the, the prophet was at the time, the Mormon prophet. Anyway, he, in his dedicatory prayer, he stated that the Hawaiian people were, um, descendants of Hagoth and so it made a lot more sense um to the to my people that you know this is this is truth you know this is the truth of the prophecies that we've heard you know coming down the the generational lines from from our um kupuna is really what it was okay which would have taken you back to Jerusalem right that would have taken genealogy directly to the middle east yep uh, right. and made from- you descendants then of book of mormon peoples yes yep exactly and that's really huge um for the hawaiian people and it's even been said um over the maoris in new zealand and even over the hawaiian people that um were more nephite than lamanite which was like even greater you know, I don't know oh, if you guys yes. yeah, yeah. have an understanding of that, but that's like a prideful thing concerning, you know, the Maoris and Hawaiians um, from New Zealand and, and Hawaii. And we all, we all are aware, um, those of us who are very devout, we're very aware of that. Well, well that's yes, because the Nephites that puts were the more... you in the white skin category, though, instead yes. of the dark skin category. Yeah. Which yep. is something we're going to talk about, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 At some point. So then as you're growing up, LDS, your parents are obviously very devout. They've got this huge um, history background connection. What were some of the positives for you then growing up LDS as a child? Like oh. how, how, how big was your family? You know, do you have other brothers and sisters? Oh yeah. I'm the youngest child of seven. Um, and there's three boys, uh, four girls in our family. And, uh, I, there's so much, and and I, I'm so glad you brought that up. The positivity coming out of Mormonism being devout. There's so much goodness that I, I gleaned from uh, the roots of Mormonism, like the discipline, the disciplined, um, principles that I have taken away concerning, you know, we still do family prayer. We still, um, worship God. You know, these are very important parts of my life. We still read, uh, the scriptures together. Like those are the things that I took away, um, that I still, that we still do together as a family, not only as a family, but individually and, um, you know, spending family time, but mainly just keeping our focus on our faith in Jesus Christ. And so those are, those are a lot of things that I have been able to take away, especially my value system. Um, 
today it was funny. I was um, reciting the young women's theme back, you know, from my time, it's obviously <laughs> changed. Um, but I, I was thinking about the values, you know, that were so ingrained, um, you know, faith, divine nature, into, uh, individual worth, knowledge, choice and accountability, choice and accountability, good works and integrity. You know, those things were really just integral, um, growing up in our family. And, um, and so, yeah, there's, there's so many good things journaling. Um, I learned how to take accurate notes, um, as a Mormon, obviously, um, while studying and, um, I, you know, having four years of seminary and then four years of Institute of Religion as well. So that's like eight years, right? Um, and then just being everything I ever did in my life was always at church. And in fact, um, when we moved, when my parents moved us to Kodiak because of my dad's job, Kodiak, Alaska Mm -hmm. is primarily where I grew up. Um, when we moved there, my mom, uh, got a job with the church and she was a custodian, uh, for the church. And so I literally lived in the Kodiak <laughs> chapel. Like I'm not even joking. Yep. Um, every single day we were there at like, gosh, six 30 in the morning, uh, of course for seminary. Uh, and then I'd go to school and I'd come home and I'd still be at the church cause my mom was still there. So, I yeah. mean, it was, that was my life. Like I could okay. never get away from that place. So, As a person from so- Michigan who knows about cold, I have to say what it had to have been an amazing call to leave Hawaii oh, yeah. to go to Alaska. Yeah. It I, was. I can't imagine. So it was your, your father's job that then that had you take yeah. that switch. Did that have anything to do with the church? No, uh, okay. he was in, he was in the air force. Um, okay. and then he became a firefighter, but, um, a lot of his dealings were with, uh, he was a chemical specialist. So we didn't exactly okay. move directly to Alaska. He got a job. In fact, my mom um, really wanted to leave because she kind of saw the breakdown um, in her children. And she wanted to be, she wanted just to be taken away from uh, the Hawaiian lifestyle and so much culture, if that makes sense. She really okay. wanted us to be raised um, in the culture of God is how my mom has always really trained us is it's not, you know, yes, be proud of who you are as a Hawaiian person, but more so you're a child of God. And so that was the reasoning why my parents actually left. And so we moved to Hermiston, Oregon. Yeah. And then moved to Kodiak. So Pua, when you're talking about all these wonderful things that you and I gleaned from being Mormons, right? And our families did as well. I often have Christians, actually this week I had a Christian quite angry with me, right? Because I'm trying to separate differences that to me are life and death to me matter and yet christians from the outside see these very wonderful things about mormons and they assume they're christian right because they say they're christian so within i'm eager to hear what started you questioning mormonism and why you would have gone the direction of biblical 
faith. You say it was a seven year process for you. Mm -hmm. For me, it was a, about a five. Um, tell me what began that process for you? Oh my gosh. Well, um, it was a lot and it pretty much comes basically down to Joseph Smith. Um, ever since I was little, I always questioned him. I don't know why. Um, even in primary, Interesting. yeah. Um, in primary, I always questioned Joseph Smith. Um, and so I, just to give you a little bit of a background real quick. Um, I love to read and I read everything. Um, I love language. I love linguistic nature. I love, um, I like to understand roots of the words, parts of the words that's just always been in me. I don't know why. Well, I do know why now, but, um, growing up, it, it used to drive my family nuts and even myself at times. But now I know why God had put that in me, the love of that. Um, so the number one thing, um, as I was praying concerning really what drove me insane growing up is the introduction to the book of Mormon. So in the sixth paragraph, um, it talks about what Joseph says, and it's still in there. What Joseph mm -hmm. said, says of himself that he wrote the most correct book on the earth. And I'm thinking, you know, throughout growing up, like, okay, I know he had a third grade education. How is this reconciling that this is the most correct book of any other book on this earth? And that always just wrenched me, I guess you can say. And so growing up, you know, going to my Sunday school teachers, um, going to my seminary teachers, I'm sure sister rice and sister Sykes, you know, just really, it was, it was just an interesting time as a teenager. You'd show For up me. and they'd go, Oh, it's Pua again. What kind of question <laughs> yes. does she have now? <laughs> yes. Because, you know, usually in seminary, everybody's sleeping. They're tired. Not me. I was awake and I had questions. I wanted to know what was going on. Um, and so that portion in the book of Mormon, in the very introduction, just always um, threw me off uh, because to me, in my mind, there's only one person. This is how I thought, you know, growing up, there was only one person that mattered the most to me in my life. And it was God. And God is the most correct. He is the most righteous. He is the most holy. And we all know that men, you know, even me growing up, we fall short. We're, we're always going to fall short. We are flesh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And even um, in Mosiah, you know, the book of Mosiah, it says that the, uh, concerning the natural man. So that really just kind of um, always was always on, on the back, so you know, the just whole, in that right whole here. focus on Joseph Smith and him being the, almost at times, the primary focus of yeah, the religious context yeah. was unsettling with good reason. I mean, obviously yeah. the Holy spirit was working in you even that early. We're down to about a minute yeah. for this episode. So okay. Lynn, anything you want her to close with, because we're definitely going to do um, various episodes with you here. There's so much to your story that I'm excited to hear. Yeah. Um, but Lynn, anything you wanted to close with here in like the last minute or so? 
people as as we're going through Pooh's his, history as a native Hawaiian, uh, I believe one of the things she told me is that one of her relatives was involved in translating the Book of Mormon into Hawaiian. Is that correct? Yeah, that was my my grandfather, John Kahumoku, um, who worked with Jonathan Napella and George Q. Cannon. And so. are you the first member of your family to have left the church in these generations? In my immediate family, on both sides of my family, yes. Wow. wow. So well, God has plans for you, Pua. Yes. And yeah. that's where I'd like to maybe pick up next time is um, that connection um, of your family. And then obviously how then God starts to move in your life. Well, obviously he's working even just with your ability, your willingness to question the person of Joseph Smith and the emphasis the church is putting on him as such a correct, almost perfect person. Um, but then how God wa walks you to himself, even though it's a long process. Yeah. So we Which look forward involves... to hearing that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which involves a fair amount of other things. Mm -hmm. Who and I, a few years ago, were, I don't know if you remember this, we were talking about the possibility of doing a movie on one of the topics we're about to talk about next time. Um, yeah. That would be awesome. In God's <laughs> okay. hand, in his time, in his I mean, way. Yes. <laughs> yes. Thank All you right. so much for sharing. I've been wanting to hear your story for quite a while. And God, God brought you strongly to mind that this was the time for Pua. And so I, I'm eager to hear the rest of your story. Thank you so much for being willing. And thank you for being willing to follow the spirit of the living God. Amen. To our listeners, grace Amen. and peace. Until next time, so long. Thank you for listening to the Unveiling Grace podcast. Join us next time for another conversation devoted to helping your life and relationships flourish. As always, you can find show notes, program transcripts, and leave us your comments and questions at unveilinggracepodcast.com. For a limited time, we are offering the Wilder's book, Seven Reasons We Left Mormonism, for a donation of any amount. Go to unveilinggracepodcast.com and click on the free book button to request yours. We greatly appreciate your support for the Unveiling Grace podcast, where you can experience a grace that heals.